This episode of the Commercial Real Estate Investor Podcast is brought to you by Hamilton, a value-add investment and development firm in Nashville, Tennessee, focused on bringing passive real estate investment opportunities directly to your inbox. Visit www.investwithhamilton.com invest to sign up for upcoming investment opportunities. Welcome back to another live episode here on the YouTube channel. If you want to jump in uh, with any questions you have in commercial real estate, you're always welcome to join us live here on YouTube. Just follow me on Instagram at commercial in Nashville. Uh, for the timing, I honestly have not been able to set a, a, a recurring time for this. Uh, everything has been a little bit crazy. Uh, we're actually working on closing a loan tomorrow for a boutique hotel that we've been working on, which I'm over the moon about. Uh, we spoke to over 50 banks to finally get that one pulled off. I will tell you all that story at some point. Uh, it's definitely a good one, um, although it's not necessarily the most fun <laughs> fun journey to have gone down. Uh, this past week, I hope it was good for you all. It was good for me. My birthday is actually coming up on Thursday, so I got to escape onto Center Hill Lake uh, with a bunch of friends, which was really nice, and spend the weekend out there. So it was good. Got out to Chattanooga a little bit for a handful of meetings on Monday as well, and now we're back in the office bringing you guys some more commercial real estate content. So today we're going to be talking about high inflation and high interest rates. We're in a very interesting environment right now. We haven't seen inflation this high since the 80s, which means way before my lifetime, uh, we have not seen inflation like this. Interest rates, they are going up. Now, one thing that I will say they are relatively high, right? When I first got my, the first deal that I ever bought, we were over the moon about getting a five and a quarter percent interest rate on that deal. That wasn't that long ago. It was 2019. So one thing that I will say is that while interest rates may seem high right now, they're really not that bad. I, I, I actually tweeted about this earlier this morning. I feel like investors tend to get a, uh, have short-term memory loss. Uh, when it comes to interest rates rising. Now, interest rates going up does create a problem, right? Because it increases the cost of capital, which means that you just can't afford to buy as much anymore, since a lot of real estate is actually leveraged. And inflation decreases the buying power of every dollar that you have. So when we're in an environment like we are right now, with both rising, where does that lead us uh, or where does it leave us in terms of commercial real estate as an investment? Because typically in a high inflationary environment, commercial real estate is a very solid asset. Because think about it, if you buy commercial real estate, you've got a set loan on the property. But with inflation, the amount of equity that you are building into that property is going to go up, right? Because your loan doesn't inflate, uh, just the dollars that it would cost to buy that property do. When interest rates rise, typically buying power goes down as well, right? Because, you know, if uh, if cap rates are at 5% and debt is at 6%, well, it doesn't make any sense to buy a 5% cap rate property. You're losing money on that. So let's dive in today and talk about what inflation is, how it's going to impact commercial real estate, where we're looking at for high interest rates and the impact that that will have. And in the end, We'll open it up for any questions that you guys have uh, with regards to commercial real estate, whether that's inflation, interest, or anything else. All righty then. So first off, let's talk about what is inflation. Well, inflation is the decline of purchasing power 
for a given currency over time. This is from Investopedia. A quantitative estimate of the rate at which the decline in purchasing power occurs can be reflected in the increase of an average price level of a basket of selected goods and services in an economy over some period of time. Now, there's been a lot of debate here, especially recently, uh, about what those goods and services actually are. Uh, there are a lot of people that don't drink milk anymore, right? So is milk even really a good, uh, is it even a good measure of uh, inflation? But let's just look at the key takeaways for inflation here. Inflation is the rate at which the value of a currency is falling, and consequently, the general level of prices for goods and services is rising, right? So if your dollar uh, was worth a dollar yesterday, it's worth 90 cents today. Inflation is sometimes classified into three types. Uh, we don't need to get into that, but it's demand pull inflation, cost push inflation, and built-in inflation. Um, let's see here. Inflation can be viewed positively or negatively, depending on the individual viewpoint and rate of change. Inflation can actually be really good. If you own, I mean, let's, let's think about this. If you own commercial real estate and you're not worried about buying anymore and you're leveraged, let's say you're 90% leveraged on all of this property, which is way too high, you should never get that leveraged. And we're in a very high inflationary environment that is actually to your benefit because the amount of dollars it would take in order to buy that property from you is going to significantly increase, therefore helping you build equity into the property. And that is one of the reasons why commercial real estate over a period of time and real estate in general, to be fair, real estate over time just goes up in value. The great thing about commercial real estate as an inflation hedge is that typically your leases are structured in order to take into account inflation year over year. Now, all of our leases, since we typically deal with smaller local businesses, we don't really have a large portfolio of triple net investment assets or corporate assets. They typically increase two to 3%, sometimes 5%, depending on how small the asset is per year, right? So every year the rent goes up, that helps keep up with inflation. Now, obviously if my NOI goes up 5% every year, then so does the valuation of my property based on a cap rate, right? So that's, uh, it's one thing to keep in mind. You also can have some leases where they just increase 10% every five years or 2% a year for 10, you know, however that ends up being structured. If you have a flat rate for 10 years in your lease, you are losing money, right? Because the, the buying power of the rental dollars that you're bringing in is going down every year. So just one thing to keep in mind, if you don't have annual percentage rent increases built into your leases, highly recommend getting some of those. All right, let's go back here. This is another article from PB Mayors, uh, which is a CPA and consulting firm, on how commercial real estate responds to inflation. So commercial real estate, like other tangible assets, tends to appreciate in value proportionate to inflation. This is proven, although not a constant guarantee. Uh, a NARIT study found that dividend increases for REITs outpaced inflation in 18 out of the last 20 years. So just taking that example alone, if you, if you invested in a REIT 18 out of the last 20 years, you would have beaten inflation, which is pretty decent returns. Uh, let's see. The type of inflation matters. Inflation as a response to strong economic growth is a good thing when it comes to commercial real estate. Inflation because of persistent unemployment and stagnant demand is not. In the current environment, inflation as it stands will be good for commercial real estate. We don't have a, an absurd amount of unemployment. 
we don't have an absurd about of, uh, or I guess absurd lack of demand for consumer goods and products. Um, in fact, it's quite the opposite. People are still spending money. They've got a lot of the PPP checks um, and idle loans and all that kind of stuff. So there's plenty of what everybody keeps referring to as dry powder on the sidelines. Uh, it depends on the property type, type and the stakeholder too. That is that is very fair, right? Not every case is going to be 100% the same, but that's kind of where we are. So uh, existing developed properties will have benefited from locking in historically low interest rates. I had a client that I was talking to yesterday uh, who's looking at buying and uh, investing in triple net properties. He just secured a loan for 3% in the past couple of years. 3%, right? I mean, one, you could only get that on some certain uh, triple net assets because of the security behind uh, those leases, uh, which is why we love investing in them and, and love helping people invest in them. But two, we probably won't see those interest rates for quite some time, right? So he is locked in at 3%. Inflation has, you know, it could be 8% or more. I mean, you think about that delta. I mean, the bank's almost losing money on that. They're not, but it would seem that way, right? Uh, in those instances, the property cost will remain the same, but the property value will appreciate, just like what I was saying earlier. You know, the loan is not going to change. Uh, owners will be, uh, will be more likely to hold their existing assets and enjoy the fruits of lower supply and higher demand. So likely that fewer assets will trade, right? That's when the, the market starts to slow down because I, as an owner, don't want to sell you my property at a discount just because your uh, access to capital is now more expensive. That doesn't that really shouldn't impact me. Now, there will be some sellers who will get into a situation where they have to sell, which means they'll have to start taking haircuts. And then it starts to kind of trickle down until it starts to swing back up, right? It's kind of this, this up and down, uh, you know, bell curve almost ongoing, right? Where, you know, if you want to buy the property or if you want to sell the property, you're going to have to decrease the price because the buying power for the people that are interested in that level of property, it's, it's just decreased. Let's see. Experts predict that the Fed will raise interest rates at least three times in 2022. We've already seen several interest hikes. Uh, the times of historically low interest rates are gone, and the current inflationary environment will persist well into the year and perhaps beyond. So is that going to impact your investing in commercial real estate, let me know in the live chat. I'd be very interested to see what your thoughts are. For me, not going to impact at all. I mean, if we're investing in the right deals, then of course, we're going to keep moving forward. At some point in the future, we'll refi when there are more favorable interest rates. Uh, but it's something to keep in mind. It will knock a lot of buyers out of the market. Let's move on over here to an article from Point Acquisitions. Uh, there's actually a really, there's a couple of really neat things. By the way, all of these articles are in uh, the video description below if you want to dive in here and read these a little bit more. Um, this one's from Point Acquisitions, high interest rates in the commercial real estate market. So here's how high interest rates will impact commercial real estate. So that means that uh, your buyers will have less money to invest uh, in commercial real estate, uh, which means fewer new construction projects will happen. You'll likely see a decrease in the value of existing properties, right? There's what the market determines the value of the property to be. And then there's what the property owner wants, which rarely ever align. So there's going to be a period where sellers are just refusing to accept the fact that their property is worth less now 
Um, but again, with inflation, you can kind of argue, I think my property is worth more. That's why we're in such a really, you know, an interesting environment right now. So, uh, and they have a harder time qualifying for loans, right? I mean, again, your buying power is just less. So higher interest rates means higher borrowing costs. High interest rates can have a significant impact on the commercial real estate market, uh, often meaning higher borrowing costs, which drives down the demand from businesses and investors. So that's another thing to keep in mind. So not only are the investors going to be impacted, so your sales uh, may not occur as frequently, but tenants, right? If they were getting loans to go build out their space or to have startup capital for their business, that capital is going to be more expensive now, which means either they need to restructure their business model or hold off or find cheaper space or find smaller space, which means that some spaces will start to sit vacant for a lot longer. You know, when, uh, when we went through the Great Recession back in 2008, I took over a Class A shopping center, 550,000 square feet in Hendersonville and a 57,000 square foot office building for lease. Um, I was the leasing agent for both of those. This was 2013. So think about this five years later. Now, of course, the Great Recession was a, a totally different event, but they were still sitting. Uh, and that shopping center had 30% vacancy on brand new spaces, meaning they had never even, I think it was built in like 05, 06. It was such a big shopping center. Those spaces had never even been leased. And it was 2013 when I took it over. So be prepared to have some higher vacancy. You know, it's uh, certainly something that you need to take into account when you're looking at these properties in the current environment that we're in. Now, there were some other things that we could have done. That was a more suburban market, right? Now, obviously, I focus on urban markets. I, to me, it just makes so much more sense. Uh, and that was a big power center. People do not develop shopping centers like that anymore. I mean, 550,000 square feet, it's just not necessary, right? So I think, I think the argument could be made, it was just bad timing on the developer's part, and they should not have built that many square feet. That's, that's my thought. Let's see, when the rates get high, businesses seeking to expand or relocate may face challenges uh, when looking to secure financing for commercial property as well. So even seller, uh, even owner-occupied commercial real estate will tend to slow down. Uh, higher interest rates also lead to higher vacancy rates and defaults. We talked about the vacancy rates a little bit, but uh, high interest rates can make it difficult for property owners to refinance their loans, right? If the higher interest rate means that you have even more debt to carry on a monthly basis, but your NOI hasn't gone up, you may not hit that debt service coverage mark that you have to hit in order to qualify for a loan which means the bank may not give you the loan. And that could put you in a bit of a pickle if you have a loan term of five to seven years and you're coming up on that balloon call, right? The bank is going to call the loan no matter what, unless you have a really good relationship with them. So get to know your bankers really, really well. Uh, if you don't have a good relationship with your banker, that loan could get called. And even if you do have a good relationship with them, typically it could still get called. So one thing to keep in mind, uh, you know, that's why we always underwrite our exits on our properties at one to two points higher than what we think it's going to be. So if we think that we're going to sell at a five and a half cap, we're underwriting it at a seven, seven and a half cap. 
The hotel that I just told you guys about earlier that we finally secured the construction financing on, I think that we'll sell that at a five and three quarters to six and a quarter cap rate. We underwrote it at an eight and a quarter cap rate. I went incredibly conservative on that because the hotel market can be a little volatile, right? So I wanted to be incredibly conservative in my underwriting so that in year five, if we hit a 7.75% cap rate, it still comes in better returns than what we told our investors it would be. So something to keep in mind when you're looking at some of these properties. If one point on the exit breaks the deal, it probably wasn't a deal. So something to keep in mind. Now, there was a pretty interesting chart on this, uh, on this article here that I wanted to look at with you all. So this is talking about the buying power that you have with different interest rates. So if you're listening on the podcast, I'm sorry you won't be able to see this. Join me live on YouTube or go watch it uh, on the channel. But this is going through the different interest rates that we've had each month. And it's saying January 6th, 2022, we had a 3.22% interest rate. Your purchase power with a $3,500 a month payment was $807,000 in debt. Now, I did go through, I had to reverse engineer this because they didn't say what their amortization was. Uh, it is a 30-year amortization. So this is actually talking about uh, either a single-tenant net lease asset or a residential home, right? Typically, on, on the majority of commercial real estate assets, you will be looking at a 20- or a 25-year amortization. So one thing to note when you're looking at this, and so that was January 6th. April 21st at 5.11% interest rate, same monthly payment, you could only buy $643,000. One thing to note, though, since this is a 30-year amortization, is that that is much more dramatic than if you were looking at a 20-year amortization. And that's because of how much interest you're actually paying on a monthly basis compared to the principal uh, and what you're building up in it. So it's a little bit less dramatic on a 20-year amortization of how much the buying power you have lost but it's still a pretty significant amount, right? If back in January, you were able to buy $800,000 and now you're looking at $640,000, that is a huge swing for your buying power. It takes out a significant amount of properties from your buying pool. You're just not gonna be able to pull it off. Now, this is a pretty interesting article from JP Morgan Chase. This is what the interest rate hikes will mean. Uh, they're saying for multifamily investors, but this actually applies to all commercial real estate investors uh, as a whole. Supply, demand, and demographic shifts. The housing inventory, especially affordable housing, is low with demand outpacing supply. As the economy opens back up and more people go out, there may be a move to, from the suburbs to cities for investors to consider. Likewise, more people have moved to the center of the country and are seeking workforce housing. Now, like I said, that is a bit more applicable to multifamily. But what does that mean for commercial real estate investors? That means that suburban real estate could be at risk in a high interest rate environment. If more people are moving to the urban core, there is going to be more demand for restaurants, bars, nightlife, entertainment, you name it, anything, office space, right? People want to be able to walk to their offices or have a shorter commute in the urban cores than there will be in these suburbs local market. Real estate is a largely local business, so you may want to take a close look at the specifics of your market before purchasing or refinancing. It's also important to evaluate each property's capitalization rate, which generally goes up when interest rates increase, right? I mean, like I said earlier, if you're 
borrowing debt at 5.75% interest, you can't justify paying a 5% cap rate on a property. Unless you have dumb money, which we have seen a ton of this cycle. But that's, it's just, it doesn't work unless you're willing to pay cash every month. Most lenders will not be willing to even lend on that because you're not going to hit the debt service coverage ratio requirements that they want to see, which is typically 1.2 to usually 1.25, right? Current financing structure, interest rate hikes may have a greater impact on short-term loans than long-term ones, as may variable rate financing. Variable rate financing, if you've got a loan with an, an arm or something like that, you could be in trouble over the next few months. You may also want to keep an eye on the 10-year treasury yield, which helps determine mortgage rates. The yield is also viewed as a sign of investor sentiment about the economy. Rising yields may reflect higher levels of expected inflation in the long term, whereas falling yields may indicate lower inflation, along with the possibility of a slowdown or recession. So what does this all mean? Uh, Well, that's a good question, and it depends, in my opinion, on which part of the country you're in. The Southeast, cities like Nashville, Austin, Raleigh-Durham, Atlanta, the demand is insane, right? And so investors are going to continue paying cash or they're going to justify the higher interest rates for the properties, which means they're going to keep buying. You know, when you've got, take Nashville, for example, Oracle is moving 8,500 jobs here over the next 10 years. When you have that many people, and there's probably two to three times more that will actually be moving with those 8,500 employees, just because of families and whatever, that's a lot of people that will put demand on commercial real estate in the Nashville area, which means in, in addition to inflation, the values of commercial real estate is going to go up because you're going to have more demand than supply. This is part of it. Right. But I do believe that there are parts of the country where they will experience the opposite effect there. The high interest rates with the high uh, inflation. So your do- your your buying power is diminished. In addition to really low growth, it's going to have a very negative impact on that commercial real estate. So I think buying real estate now, it's still good. Commercial real estate is a great hedge against inflation, especially if the leases are properly drafted. So that's one thing. Make sure you've got a great commercial real estate attorney on your side that is reviewing all of your leases and making sure that you have percentage annual bumps. We have that in every single lease. That will help you uh, stave off uh, any losses, potential losses from inflation. So there you have it. That's my opinion on high inflation and high interest rates and how that will impact the market. It is still very much a buyer's market. If you are out there and finding the right deals, you just got to go turn over a couple more rocks. Uh, We've got a question here from Calabrax. uh, Doing my first 1031 exchange, how does the 45-day rule work, and can you get more time if your picks don't pan out? That's a great question. So the 45-day rule is uh, you have 45 days to identify up to three properties to exchange into once you have closed on the selling asset, right? And, it's, and it ends at midnight on the 45th day. And uh, after that 45 days, you just have to identify three assets. Maybe you're only really planning on closing on one of the three, but you, need to, you should typically identify up to three assets because you never know if one's going to fall apart. 
right? So after that 45 days, if you haven't identified anything, or if the three assets that you identified are not worth buying, you're out of luck. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's just an unfortunate truth about how 1031 exchanges work. You've really got to adhere to the timelines. So the typical timeline is 45 days to, um, to identify, and then 135 days after that to close, which gives you a total of 180 days. Now, it's a very complicated process. I do have a couple of videos that go further into detail on 1031 exchanges on my channel. Just type in 1031 cobble, and they should pop up. Um, and I walk you through kind of everything that you need to know there. Evan is asking any update on my micro units. Um, Evan, if you're talking about the wash, yes, great update. We opened a couple of months ago and it's been a lot of fun. So the businesses, the restaurants are doing unbelievably well. Uh, and it's, and it's just been good to see a thesis that I had almost two, yeah, two years ago, finally come to fruition. So it's been a lot of fun. They're in 400 square feet. Some of these restaurants are doing two and $3,000 a day, which if you start to annualize that, obviously the, the winter is going to be a little bit slower than the summer. But if you do end up, sorry about that. If you do end up averaging $2,000 a day for the entire year, that's well over what, $650,000, over $650,000 a year for a restaurant out of 400 square feet. The margins on that, great. So yeah, that's a little update on the micro units. I am very bullish on micro units moving forward. I think that we have gotten a little bit gluttonous on the side of real estate in terms of how much space we think we need, whether that's where we live. I mean, do you really need 7,000 square feet to live? No, I, I had an apartment that was 750 square feet. And honestly, I could have lived in 650 square feet, or maybe 600. Because a lot of the space I just didn't end up using every day. My office space, it's relatively small, we've got 10 people in about 1000 square feet. It's all we need people work remotely. Now, you know, these restaurants, they're 400 square feet, there's no seating inside, there's a common area seating outside. It's just so much more efficient and it's a better use of space. I think that you'll have people moving forward, at least for the foreseeable future, being a little more conscientious about the space that they're occupying and what they're using it for. You know, I used to have two offices. We're in my office building right now. That's where we film all of these. And I actually consolidated everybody into one office. I just found that most people were not using the Cobble Group office anymore my commercial real estate brokerage office, everybody was coming up to the development office. So I ended up actually just sectioning off the studio because we built the studio out in the cobble group office, and leased out the rest of the space, because nobody used it. So might as well monetize it, right? So there you have it for this week's episode of the commercial real estate investor podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, please leave us a review. And we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Commercial Real Estate Investor Podcast, brought to you by Hamilton, your resource for passive real estate investment opportunities. Visit www.investwithhamilton.com to start building your passive real estate portfolio today.